Are you ready for the word this morning? All right, well, we are in a, uh, we're in a series right now simply called I Am. And we are going through the seven I Am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John leading up to Easter Sunday here where he is the resurrection and the life. But right now I need you to help me because we have some very special guests with us that are going to be tuning in online and I just want to welcome all of the men at Valley of Grace Recovery Center. Come on, New Life Church, help me welcome all of our guys. Thanks for joining us today. We're praying for you. We believe in you, believing for your recovery. And uh, thanks for joining us this Sunday morning and in this series, guys. And uh, I will see you soon. Um, so I am, the, here's where we've been so far. Jesus makes this statement, I am the bread of life. Talked about bread in the wilderness. We talked about the bread that multiplied and Jesus, the bread of life. We talked about how Jesus, he makes this statement, I am the light of the world. And on the last and greatest day of the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stands there. He makes his proclamation, I am the light of the world. And then last week, uh, last week's message and this week's message and then next week's message will all kind of almost be one connected thing but Jesus says I am the door <laughs> and it's like if you stop there you're like I, I don't understand that but he says I'm the door in other words Jesus is the way the truth and the life and if you enter through him he is the only way to the father he is he says I am the bread of life I'm the light of the world he says I am the door and so let's look at where we were in the passage of John chapter 10 last week because again it's going to help us lead into this week and this is what it says in John chapter 10 verse 1 this is from last week truly truly I say to you who uh who does not enter uh he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in another way that man is a thief and a robber but he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep to him uh, the gatekeeper opens the sheep hear his voice and he calls to his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought out of this, of, uh, uh, all on all his own, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, truly, truly, I say to you, here he is, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And so this week, the I am statement that we're moving to next is Jesus' statement that I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. There's a lot of scripture, Old Testament and New, relating to shepherds and sheep. And throughout scripture, sheep illustrate you and me. And you're going to find out why that is. Sheep are naturally stupid. 
Touche. And, and yet in Scripture, we are the sheep. And you see, sheep um, are just programmed to follow. And so a sheep will just literally follow the butt of the sheep in front of them wherever it goes. You can find sheep that end up walking in a circle because they're just following the one in front of them and, the following, and then they just end up walking in circles and they, uh, sheep will, will eat all the grass in the pasture and they'll just be like, well, I guess we're just going to starve. Sheep will, are, 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 they easily get lost because they're just following the grass, just head down and, and, and grazing and they, they get lost. Uh, sheep, uh, they, they need care because their wool becomes so heavy that they can get parasites and disease and just, and so somebody has to take care of and shear the sheep. And, and did you know that if a sheep jumps off a cliff, they will all follow. And so there was a story, I think it was somewhere, it, it was in Europe, I want to say Scotland or Ireland area where over 500 sheep jump off the cliff because they're just stupid, Doug. They're stupid. One jumped, and so the other jumped, and then the other one's like, oh, I guess we're jumping. And that's sheep. And that's us. Sheep need a shepherd. And Jesus says, I'm a good one. I am the good shepherd. Here's how Jesus says it in verse 11 of chapter 10. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. And just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for the sheep, I also have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen, and I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay my life down only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. There's a very, when we, I know when I think about Jesus' statement, I'm the good shepherd, I think how the Lord is my shepherd. And the 23rd Psalm is, is probably one of the most well-known psalms of the scriptures. The 23rd Psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack no thing. You see, when the Lord is your shepherd, there's nothing you lack. He's your caregiver, he leads you, he guides you. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing, no thing I lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Sheep are so skittish and afraid and paranoid and stupid that if 
if a stream has running water, they won't drink it. it, it they're, too, they're too spooky. He says, but, but the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me beside quiet waters. And think of how quiet waters are so calming and peaceful. And uh, Joel, will you help me for a second and bring me my two water bottles here? I want to ask you this morning, what is the state of your soul? It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And I have this water bottle here that is filled nearly to the brim. And, um, and I, can, I can shake this water up, and as soon as I stop shaking, it's quiet again. But then I have this water bottle that is lacking and as you can see, it doesn't take much to cause turbulence in the waters. I mean, I can really shake it, and you can see just how violent the waters can get, but also I can just barely move it, and there is turbulence in the waters. You see, this, these two bottles represent the state of people's souls. One that is full, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. This is not lacking much space at all, and the waters remain quiet. But this one is quite lacking in the smallest disturbances disturb their soul. This represents us when we, when we are lacking. And, and this, this represents every small issue in life is chaos and chaotic. This is the person that uh, is, you don't want behind the wheel of the car. This is the person that explodes in the grocery store explodes on their family, their soul is lacking, and every little thing causes great disturbance, but when the Lord is your shepherd, he leads me beside quiet waters because he restores my soul. The Lord is your shepherd, you lack nothing, but if the world is your shepherd, you will always need more. You'll need more because you're looking for the fill. You'll need more fame. You'll need more money. You'll want more acceptance. You'll need more attention. More clothes, more fashion, more friends, more highs. You'll want better looks, better toys, better cars, better skills, better things. You'll, and ultimately, it'll, want you, it'll have you wanting more peace, more hope, more love, more comfort, more purpose, more thrill, more answers, and when, but when the world is your shepherd, it's quite depressing and lacking and chaotic. But when the Lord is your shepherd, you lack no thing. And he leads us to quiet waters because he restores our soul. So what is the state of your soul? Empty, lacking, or full? Lacking no thing. The Lord is our shepherd. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd restores you. Did we get there yet? Yeah. The good shepherd restores you. The second thing I want to point out is that the good shepherd cares about you. A good shepherd cares. Remember the hired hand? Hired hand runs off at the face of danger. Well, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. I care for your soul. I care for you. 
And, and, and it, Jesus says in Matthew chapter nine, he's, it, this is what it says of him. It says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. They were, some versions say something more like they were, they were scared and scattered because, uh, uh, like we read before, when a wolf would come in, it would scatter the flock and sheep don't know their way back. Some animals have like that internal honing device where they can find their way back to where they came from. Sheep lack the ability to find their way back home. So when it, the enemy would come, when a wolf would come and scatter the flock, somebody had to gather them back. And Jesus, he has compassion on them because he saw that people are harassed and helpless. They're scared and scattered. Just like sheep without a shepherd. They're lost, they need found, they don't know their way back home. And Jesus had compassion. And compassion is so much more than just feeling sorry for somebody. Compassion is action. Jesus proves that he is a caring shepherd when he laid down his life. John, remember what we read in John 10, verse 12. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. When he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and, watch this, cares nothing for the sheep. This is what I want to tell you today, that pretend care Pretend care protects oneself at the cost of others. But true care protects others at the cost of oneself. And Jesus backs up his statement that he is a good shepherd. When he laid down his life, no one can take it away from him. He laid it down and he has the authority to take it back up again. He is a good shepherd. Pretend care, pretend care actually protects oneself at the cost of other people. True care of a good shepherd protects others at the cost of oneself. And it costs Jesus everything. But he, it was out of compassion that he took that, the action of going to the cross. He is the good shepherd. You see, the world will pretend to care. Young people get caught up all the time in things that overpromise and underdeliver. Things of the world that promise care, promise significance, promise the sense of security and being found and being known, but it's pretend. When real hurt comes, when real problem comes, you're left alone because uh, pretend care is not real care. And we too can get caught up in the things of this world where we can fi find our significance in. But ultimately these things will leave us abandoned. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. He protects us. And proof that Jesus truly cares and can be trusted is in the 11th verse. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. 
so you can know fully. You know, I've, I've, I've met people throughout my ministry that, that have trust issues. Trust issues rooted in people rejecting them, abandoning them, hurting them, and they have, they have trust issues for good reason, but you can know with certainty that you can trust in Jesus because he laid his life down. He put himself in harm's way to have you. And that's how we can truly know that he is a trusted caregiver because he laid his life down. The third thing I want to tell you is that the good shepherd searches for you. Remember sheep, no honing device. They can't find their way back home. Something scares them and they, get, and they go scattering. And that's you and me. And, and, and that's, that's the people of our city. Scattered. Searching for home. And I love hearing stories when people come to New Life Church. And they say, when I walked in the doors of this church, it felt like home. And I say, because that, that is Jesus. That is, that is what we're talking about. Finding home is finding Jesus. They don't know their way. They're scattered, but a good shepherd is searching for his flock. In the Old Testament, when, well, in John 10, when Jesus is making this claim of being the good shepherd, he's actually, he's actually letting people know that the prophecy of, of this shepherd of the Old Testament, I, I, I'm, I am, I, that's me. That, that's who I am. I'm fulfilling it. And let's read it in Ezekiel chapter 34. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. This is hundreds of years before Jesus. God says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with me, so I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. Have you ever experienced cloudy and dark days in your life? These, these seasons of life, darkness, waywardness. I want you to know that if you feel cloudy and that you, you, the darkness has overcome you, you're overcome by your anxiety, you're overcome by depression, you're overcome by questions, you're overcome by doubt, by doubting God. I want you to know that in your lostness and cloudiness that there's a shepherd searching for you. That just because you have questions, just because you have doubts, just because you're starting to criticize some things you've been told about the faith, I want you to know it doesn't scare it doesn't scare God. He's a good shepherd. He's still searching for you. And that's what Easter is all about. That the, the good shepherd came here because there's sheep not yet in his sheepfold. And he has got to find them. And that, that's our, now that's our mission as a church. To go help find the scattered flock. Those that are not yet in his sheepfold. He says, I will rescue them from the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds 
and darkness. And look what Jesus says in Luke chapter 15. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one sheep until he finds it? Isn't that what they do? And, and, and when he finds it, he's joyful, puts it on his shoulders, and goes home. Because he doesn't know the way. Come here. Put me on my shoulders. It's okay. I got you. We're going home. And then and when he returns home, then he calls all his friends and neighbors together and says, Hey, let's party. Rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Imagine with me, the shepherd returns with the sheep on his neck. He calls his neighbors and says, dude, I found him. He was like, a mile and a half from here, stuck in a tree. But I got him. I brought him home. Let's party. And that neighbor says, what's the big deal? You have 99 more. Never let that be our mentality. What's the big deal? There's 200 people at New Life Church. What's the big deal? Because God is always about the one. He says, there will be more rejoicing over one sinner who repents than 99 that had a good church service. Like, like he's glad you're here. He's glad you're worshiping. But man, there's something that gets the heart of God. When somebody turns in repentance, when a sheep is found. God rejoices over found sheep. And I think that it's important for us to remember this sometimes. Because sometimes we get into the rhythm of being faithful in church, and then we find ourselves criticizing, I didn't like the song. It was cold in the worship center today. I just couldn't get into it. Pastor was not at his best. And yet God's God's like, he's just looking for lost sheep. And we're looking for personal preferences. I'm glad that we don't have to field a lot of those kinds of complaints at New Life Church because we understand the power of the one. One sheep, one sheep, one more. There's a sign in my office, sits right behind my desk, and it says, one more. And I look at that and I say, God, this weekend, one more. One more, one more soul, one more, one more lost person, one more hurting person, one more burden lifted, one more healing, one more deliverance, one more salvation, one more. One more. I want you to join with me this Easter with this anthem of one more. And on your way out this morning, when you leave, you'll see there's a table in our lobby with Easter invitations. 
Let, the, let that just be the mode for you to, to use to go get one. Take as many as invites as you need. Take them to the coffee shop with you. Take them to work with you. Pay for someone's meal. Give them an invite card. Go to your neighbor that you've been talking to when you bring up their trash can for them after, the, after trash day and leave them, a, leave them an invite card. And because Jesus says there are sheep that are not yet in my sheepfold. That's who he came for. He is the good shepherd, and he is searching for sheep. And if you've been found, our job is to help him in that rescue. We are a part of the search party for the lost sheep now. Some of you have lost sheep in your family. Easter might be a good opportunity, a good reason to begin to invite them to join you in church. And here's my promise. If you here, they will hear the gospel. They will hear the gospel. We don't want anything from them, but we want to rejoice with heaven and see lives changed. We got no tricks. We got no TVs to give away. We're just going to give them the good news. Because the scripture says that the gospel is the power of God for salvation. So that's our commitment. You bring them here, we're going to love them. We're going to, we're going to have excellence. We'll, we're going to minister to their kids. We're going, to, we're going to serve them hot coffee. All of that just to give them the gospel. And that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. So would you stand with me this morning as we conclude? We're going to conclude again with just a song of rejoicing like we do. But I don't want to go another moment without giving somebody an opportunity. An opportunity to respond to Jesus. So if you're here today and you're like, man, I've had cloudy days, dark days. I've wandered. I've strayed. Today you can come home. Today, the good shepherd is here to put you on his shoulders and bring you home. And all you have to do is just repent, it says. He rejoices over repentance. It means to change your ways, change your mind. Do a 180 and go the other direction. It can start with a prayer. And it sounds like this. You can pray with me in the quietness of your own heart. But Lord, I've wandered. I've strayed. I know uh, maybe I used to follow you. I've gone, gotten away from that. I've, or I've never made a commitment to follow you. But I make that commitment today. I want to start a brand new journey with you today. And if you, if you pray a prayer like that and ask for that forgiveness, invite him into your life, welcome home, baby. Welcome home. Welcome home. And the rest of us, let's prayerfully, as we sing, let's, that the Lord would put somebody on our hearts or somebody in our pathway the next couple weeks that we can invite them to Easter. So Lord, would you just impress upon us, inspire us. Thank you for the reminder that you are a good shepherd. Let's sing to the Lord this morning.